Last week, we heard the story of our start in the Garden of Eden, the original blessing that we had. A blessing so extraordinary, except for one thing, we could not eat of one tree. Eat of everything else you desire, except this one tree. But we couldn't do that as human beings. We had to have what we couldn't have. It's so human of us. The fall of Adam and Eve was because we stopped listening to God and started listening to the world. They took what was God's and made it their own. The snake represented the world. The world says, me, me, me. Actually, that's the, uh, the uh, motto of Satan. Me, 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 and more me. That's why we fell. That's why he fell. And he's dragging us with him. The human continues to usurp the power of God. In scripture, the world is worldly values as opposed to godly values. The preborn are not safe. Elderly are not safe. Terminally ill are not safe anymore. Marriages are not safe. Judgment and condemnation. Now that's safe. Every single human being has the power to engage in judgment and condemnation. Part of the satanic thing. We have taken authority. As the devil said in the garden, you don't need God. You can be God. So the first 11 chapters of Genesis were about the primeval history of the world. Noah, who knows what else was going on. Today we begin chapter 12, though, of Genesis. It's where God introduces himself to Abram, who will become Abraham. And he begins the process of calling his people back to God, to the world. The military has an interesting terminology for everything. Operation this, operation that. Well, today God starts Operation Israel, who becomes the grandson of Abraham. That's his name. He's going to restore humanity from the darkness of sin. Eden's failure, of course. And it'll be Abraham's grandson, Jacob, called Israel, where God starts this process. So God calls the 75-year-old Abraham out of his land. Go to a land that I'm going to show you. Very important for us. From the disobedience of Abraham in the garden, God calls one person to obedience then, to restore everybody. And of course, that's Jesus. In the Gospels, Jesus becomes the conclusion to the story of Eden in the book of Genesis. Jesus is the rescuer. Last week in his humanity, he defeated Satan in the desert. He defeated the one who defeats us all. God brings the war to the beaches of Satan through Jesus. And today's gospel shows the other side of Jesus, the divinity side. We know his humanity. He marches with us in solidarity. But for 10 minutes, 20 minutes that day, I don't know how long it took, it doesn't say. There was Jesus in his divine side, lit up 
in his divinity, so dazzling, bright and white. God is showing us a little something about Jesus, that I am one with him. What's Jesus always say at this baptism? He tells us, listen to him. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Kind of says the same thing today in the other gospels at the transfiguration. Listen to him. And Jesus is lit up. We see the divine side for our sake, for the disciples' sake. It's given him some encouragement. God from the heavens talks so the disciples can hear. We see him for that divine moment in our scripture. And then coming down from the mountain, our last passage, of course, creating us in a first place. Creating us, that was a great risk. To love, love hurts. Love can really hurt. It does Jesus, he suffered, he died for it, betrayed for it. But in the end, love is going to prevail with great glory and authentic love will be revealed even in our hearts after great work of ours. Yes, love will sting, love will hurt when we see people that go before us. We have to risk love or there's no purpose in life if we cannot risk love. That's what it's about. Jesus has to walk back down the mountain. He has to go to Jerusalem where he will die. That's what love does. Love is painful for him. Cost him holes in his hands and his feet and his side. Crown of thorns. That's what love does. Love hurts but he went down that mountain in obedience to what God's will was for him. We have to do the same. We walk through life with our crosses. That's what love does. And love is backbreaking labor. But in the end, indescribable light, indescribable joy, God shows triune unification today. God showed the glory, but he doesn't get it until it's time. When he marches down the mountain, he goes up another mountain to the cross. That's when God gives him his divinity back. We're learning obedience. He gives it to him in all his glory and in the dazzling bright light of the transfiguration. And that's what we are doing today, but we are marching down the mountain because we have to fulfill the mission We have to fulfill the mission with Jesus. I'd now like to invite Kim Leipam up, who will show us and share with us an opportunity that we have in the uh, North North Parishes. And Kim will describe that for us now. Thank you, Father Mark. Good morning, friends. As Father said, my name is Kim Leipam, and I'm the part-time director of adult faith formation here for our Sheboygan North Catholic parishes. The Gospel of Mark, chapter 10, reminds us that the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve, 
And in our baptism, we receive that same call. And in fact, the Holy Spirit gives us gifts or charisms that allow us to carry out God's goodness and God's love for the service of others. You know, I think a lot of us ask ourselves, what is God's plan for me? What is my vocation? How do I carry out his will? How do I know I'm hearing his call? Well, in order for us to come closer to God and understand our charisms and the gifts that he has given us, there's a resource, and it's called the Called and Gifted Workshop that can really help you and give you the tools to learn how to discern God's will for you. Our collective countywide Catholic parishes believe so strongly that this is an opportunity for all of our parishes to grow in evangelization and discipleship, that we are all supporting the Called and Gifted Workshop that's going to be here at St. Dominic in April, on April 29th. There are three parts to the Called and Gifted Workshop. The first part is an assessment or an inventory, very similar to what many of us may have taken in the business world, the Myers-Briggs um, assessment, for example. You answer questions and it gives you a score. And those scores may indicate which charism you may have been given by the Holy Spirit. Um, but you know, it's not really that easy. If God's plan for us was as simple as taking a test and getting a score, I think we all probably would have done it by now. That's really just the start. After you finish the assessment, one of the most integral parts is that we offer you a one-on-one -on -one personal interview with a trained leader who helps you discern your scores and the possibility of your gifts. We ask a lot of questions and we give you some things to really to think about and to pray about. And then finally, the last step is an opportunity for you to work in a small group with other people who might also be discerning a charism that, that you think you might have. And it's a process and, and a workbook that really allows you now the lifelong opportunity to discern what gifts the Holy Spirit has given you and how you're going to use them in service for others in our community. Now, some of you might be thinking, I've heard about this before. I think we've offered this locally before, and in fact, we have. About 10 years ago, St. Dominic did offer uh, the first part of the Called and Gifted Workshop. But at that time, there really wasn't the infrastructure to be able to support the parishioners through the second and the third phases. This time around, we have over a dozen local lay people who are trained to be able to walk with our countywide parishioners through the rest of the process so that we can help you as you're discerning your charisms throughout the, the course of your life, actually. And our parish in particular is so committed to wanting to help you understand God's call for you that the cost to participate in the workshop is $44, and the parish is willing to donate $20 of that so that it only costs you $24 to participate in this opportunity to really um, hear God calling you and know what your vocation is. But you have to do it before March 15th. So an early bird opportunity to really get some, some assistance, you need to register before the, the 15th of March. The, there's, a, there's a quote, um, a passage in the Bible from Jeremiah 29 verses 11 through 14 that says, 
I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Then you will call upon me and pray to me, and I will hear you. You seek me and find me, and when you seek me with all your heart, I will be found, declares the Lord. You know, the Called and Gifted Workshop, um, for me, was something beyond my wildest dreams. I never could have anticipated how it would have changed my love for Christ and my journey with him. And I'm really praying for our community because I know that if we seriously commit together to hear God's call and do what he commanded us to do, something absolutely extraordinary can happen in our generation. So please sign up today. I will be in the back in the narthex after mass to answer any questions that you have. Please know that I'm praying for you and God bless.